Hello, welcome to the podcast of First Church. I'm glad you could join us. This message is titled New World Order, and it was preached and taught by our senior pastor, Timothy Wisnett. So I pray you're blessed by this message once again today. talk about some things tonight that uh, subjects we we heard growing up in the church a lot and I believe the consistency um, of its awareness helped establish us um, in living for God and, and, and an awareness of the temporal nature of the earth in our life on this earth. You're not, you're not going to live in this house of clay forever. And uh, tonight I'm going to talk about biblical prophecy. And we're going to get in the word of the Lord and we're going to talk about that. And if you're not right with God, it's, it's going to scare you. And if you're right with God, it's going to excite you. And if uh, you're hypersensitive and get offended easy, you will be offended. Because I'm going to talk about our society. I'm going to talk about the state. Matter of fact, um, it, it'll be really clear. Uh, now, when I talk about biblical prophecy, I do not think it is of any benefit. Matter of fact, I think it's very foolish to be trying to figure out who the Antichrist is, wasting all your time wondering which vial are we on, which trumpet has just sounded, and, and, and all of that baloney or balagna. We just need to, we need to understand he's coming and we're living in the end time, in the time of the end. And we are so close to the coming of the Lord. And I, I do believe uh, I have a responsibility and an obligation that I'm honored to have to be able to make it clear that we are in the end time. And I want to show you some things, uh, not just things, but I want to show you some world systems that are already in place. Uh, for the time of the end. I said this during COVID. Uh, now that the, yeah, I mean, who knew that the cure to COVID was Russia invading the Ukraine? I mean, really, who knew that? I mean, isn't it amazing? I mean, Fauci must be wherever Jimmy Hoffa is. We haven't seen that guy. And so I'm saying all that to say a lot of people came out and said, oh, the vaccine's the mark of the beast and all that. No, it's not. It's not. But it sure is laying the groundwork for it. It's the system by which it will be. Look at, well, I'll get into it in a moment, all right? I'm not going to run it. Amen. Revelations chapter number 20. Amen. Revelations chapter number 20. so many good places to start here. Let's go with verse number 7. Revelations 20 and 7. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea, they went up on the breadth, went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city and 
fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Amen. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and false prophets are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. I want to go over to verse uh, chapter number 13. I want to drop in there. Verse number, let's start with verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed and causeth all both small and great rich and poor free and bond to receive a mark in the right hand and on their foreheads and that no man buy or sell save he have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name here is wisdom let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is six hundred three score and six, or six six six. Now, I'm not going to get into the nuances of what is the mark of the beast, because I think I would um, excite some and disappoint most on the nuances of that. I think some of that is personal understanding and belief on that. But I will say that that you look at these cities. Now, the vaccine was not the, the mark of the beast at all. It's absolutely foolish for people that, to be teaching that. It's not biblical. But it is laying the groundwork for it. These cities where you can't even go in a restaurant, you can't go in a grocery store unless you have a vaccine mandate. Mark these people because they're the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, I will say this. I am going to say good things and bad things about both political parties at some point. Um, This is not a political message. It's a message of fact. I'm going to say things that will um, may sound good to the about the previous administration, may make the previous administration bad, the current one good or the current one bad. I'm still searching to find something good about this one. Got all these gas prices and inflation. But you've got to understand, if you get triggered by it, you have fallen into the system of this world. You have got to let the Holy Ghost raise you above it. Say, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I am a Christian. And if you can't see the world system played by both parties is out to get you emotional against what I'm going to teach out of the word then you are blind spiritually and you have fallen into allowing that spirit to manipulate you and to get you on their side amen so I'm going to talk tonight I don't think I'll finish this and that's okay but I want to talk on and teach on the new world order I want to talk about the new world order We are very close to this. I said back in COVID, churches were shut down. Never forget that, by the way. I don't care what they offer. I will never be able to support the people that shut churches down. 
That was so the spirit of Antichrist. And we got so many blind Christians, and they'll pull the lever for those people every two or three years. You better wake up to this stuff. It's a new world order agenda. Now, let me just set the tone. I'm going to go ahead and nuke it, and we'll just try to put it together. For two years, all we heard our current president, when he was running for president, all we heard him talk about was racial injustice, racial inequities. Did you listen to the State of the Union? Not one time was it ever mentioned. You want to know why? They have your vote. They don't care anymore. It doesn't invalidate the things they were talking about. It just shows you they whip you up into a frenzy to get your vote and they get They don't care anymore. As if it never happened. What, what, has all of a sudden everything magically been fixed? No. It just don't matter to them anymore. I'm hoping the scales are falling from our eyes at what a game they are playing on both sides to keep the church people divided against one another. And if we're not careful, we'll slip into a new world order system and think we're doing God's work, pushing their agenda. Does that make, does that make sense? Amen. Let's pray right now. Jesus, I thank you for your word and that nothing takes you by surprise and nothing has ever caught your word off guard or never caught you off guard. I thank you that you give us your word and you give wisdom. And I pray you would give us that wisdom tonight for us to know, for us to hear, for us to be about your business and to do the things that you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Amen. You can be seated. Look at somebody and say, there is a new world order. Tell them there is a new world order. There is such a game afoot. Now, I started out with something really harsh and kind of controversial to try to, I need to jar your attention because instead of building a case to get to that point, I'm giving you the point that I'm going to build a case for it. It is a plan of a global system. Now, let me, let me say this. I don't subscribe to conservative or liberal I don't got time for I have people come and say, Pastor, I cannot tell which party you are. I'm good. So I don't, I, I'd probably, uh, if you're a Democrat, I'll probably disappoint you. If you're a diehard Republican, there's some things I'll disappoint you on. Because um, to me, it, I'm not identified by that. Uh, that's not my cause to fight. My cause is the Word of God. And, and if it happens to parallel with the word of God, then we can march together for a season if it parallels the word of God. Uh, but these parties are making it harder and harder to parallel the word of God. They, they whip us up into frenzies every, every two to four years. Uh, probably not going to hear anything you heard the candidates for president and vice president talk about for two years. You're probably not going to hear that for another two years. And then when it's time for their party to get power again, well, then they're going to tell you everything's horrible and, you know, all these things. They're going to, and, and here's what the other side is doing. We're going into debt. Our dollar's crashing. I mean, the debt's out of control. But when they get power, they spend like a drunken sailor on shore leave. And, I mean, I didn't mean to offend drunken sailors because I mean, 
The point is, they always have something to whip you into a frenzy about. Now, that's not to say, uh, clearly not to say don't vote. I think that is important. I preached a message last year before the elect, I think before or after, I can't remember, on allied with the Antichrist. You may remember that. And I talked about to make sure that when you step into a voting booth, you're not allied to the Antichrist. Amen. And um, uh, we don't endorse candidates or parties. We endorse Jesus and his word. And we hope people will line up with that. And you got to understand, I'm, I'm going to prove to you, I'm going I'm to get a lot of quotes. Uh, it was really in the 1980s, really, that the New World Order began to really surface the agenda of it. And um, I'm not a conspiracy theory person. I'm a Bible is real person. Um, if, if, you, if I say something that you've heard a sliver of from a conspiracy person, um, I didn't get it from them. I don't buy it from them. Um, I think a lot of these talk show hosts, um, I think they're equally kooky. I think uh, Sean Hannity and Don Lemon are what's wrong with the world. Hate baiters on both sides, right? Amen. And, and so I don't subscribe to either one of them. I, I don't align with either one of them. Uh, probably the most notorious, and I need to say this because he rails on it all the time, is, um, uh, who talks about a new world order, is Alex Jones. He's a conspiracy guy out of Texas. Um, he is a first-class kook. I can't believe people buy, the, buy into him. We've been making fun of him in Texas since the mid-1990s. He has missed it. He has lied. I remember when Y2K was going to happen. He was one of the big proponents of it. I remember our radio station, um, Y2K, uh, New Year's Eve, when right before the clock strikes midnight, he says, he gets on the radio and says, I've got it from great inside sources in the government. North Korea is launching missiles right at this moment. Nuclear warheads are being launched from China and all this stuff. And Okay, so because someone uses the term New World Order doesn't mean I'm going to subscribe to that. I don't subscribe to their belief. They take biblical concepts and, and they, they make an industry out of this. You know, Jim Baker has recently come back on TV. You remember Jim Baker and Tammy Faye? I mean, you would think he would be shamed out of never being in ministry again, but American Christians are so gullible. That's, that's a really kind, it's actually gullible as Greek for stupid, all right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, will, they will watch Jim Baker and buy his end-of-the-world meal kits. He's making millions, end-of-the-world meal kits. And people will buy into it. I mean, they prophesy the end of the world all the time. Um, talk about, you know, was it 2012, the Mayan count? I cannot tell you how many times I've survived the end of the world. In my 41 years on this planet, I ought to have a cape and a cartoon by now. <laughs> Uh, they, they were selling that if the rapture took place, that they would uh, take care of your pets while you're gone. On Christian TV, I'm not, I'm not kidding. And people were buying into it. They were buying, you know, 49 
and you can, you can, they will take care of your pets after the rapture. Like, how are you going to know? But we are so gullible with this stuff. And that, that you know, we even got guys among us in, in our ranks and in, in our flavor of apostolic and Pentecostalism that make, and I'm not against prophecy. And before long, um, we're going to have a guy come in and, 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 and take a couple nights and teach on a, a, a scope of in world, into the world, uh, in time. And it's not this spooky stuff where they're trying to scare the devil out of you type stuff. It just, some very practical stuff. And they want to hype it up. You know, they want to hype it up. I think we can talk, took all that long way to say, we can talk about this and not go to the extreme. We should be able to talk about this and you not go buy AR-15s and a bunch of beans and rice and go live in the mountains in Montana. Now, go buy you an AR-15 by all means. It's legal right now. Get one, two, five. Keep them safely. Amen. Somebody said, Jesus would have never told people to own weapons. See, you don't even read your Bible. He told the disciples, sell your cloak and get a knife, get a sword. Amen. And uh, Peter listened to him, and he concealed carried. So I'm just going to stick with that, all right? Praise God. <laughs> I'm in the Bible, folks. You don't have to like it. It's there. Uh, so we can talk about that without going crazy with this stuff, okay? I think it's important to know where we are. In, 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 in times. I said in COVID and, and, and through the, now this invasion of Ukraine, everybody wants end time revival. Everybody's excited about end time revival until the end times show up. Amen. Right? When uh, Bush got elected, people were falling out. Oh, end of the world. Oh, God. Like God didn't know. And then when Obama got elected, people, oh, oh God. Then, then Trump gets elected. Oh, my Lord. People setting their hair on fire, screaming, falling out, screaming. At colleges, they had rooms they could go into and hold teddy bears. I'm not joking. And it's just, are, are, is this where we've devolved to as a society? Folks, we don't, we're not going to last much longer with that, that kind of stuff coming up. And, and so... And, and then Biden wins, and people are, are falling out. And, and you got people that prophesied that Trump was going to win. And when he didn't win, they're saying they stole it. Well, wait a second. Either God told you he was going to or God didn't see it coming. Which one is it? Did God not see it coming? I, I believe he saw it coming. The Bible says he sets up every king and takes every king down. Amen. And, and he puts leaders in position that he knows things can happen, all right? Now, this isn't pro or against any one of them, but I will say this. Um, the great likelihood is, is if the prior president was in office, Russia wouldn't do what they're doing now. He kept them at bay, good or bad. I'm just saying, it's pushing us closer to the rapture, this invasion. So, hey, Lord, do what you got to do to bring the rapture to take place. Amen? I want it. And so we've got to understand there is a purpose in all that we understand about biblical end time. Amen? We got to understand that there is an agenda afoot to bring the world under one 
one common banner of religion and of government. Amen. They want everything under one world control. Praise God. Uh, in the late 1980s, in the early 1990s, President H. George H.W. Bush and Secretary of State James Baker uh, seemed to be in a media foot race. Some of you will remember this to see who could use the most trendiest political catchphrase at that time, New World Order. Matter of fact, some of us, it was the first time we'd actually heard the phrase spoken in public was by uh, George H.W. Bush, New World Order. Amen. And I don't got time to go into it, but he was a CIA guy, um, and, and there, there's some stuff that happened back then, and you look back at it and you go, oh, um, he was a proponent of the New World Order. Amen. He was. His administration was. The New World Order they are advocating, however, is not new at all. You can find that New World Order that they are advocating for uh, since H.W. Bush talked about it in the 90s and, and uh, Secretary of State James Baker talked about it in the 90s. Uh, that has been talked about. Now Now we don't call it New World Order. We call it the global community. Because that, that we know that phrase right there, um, it's, it triggers and it's a buzzword for apostolics and, or, or Christians in general. So they say the global community. We need to be a global community. Let's not have flags and patriotism in countries. Let's just, you, you know what? Pull your head out of the sand. The world don't work like that. It ain't never going to work like that. Why? Because there's this thing called sin. In heaven, we'll all live in harmony. It won't ever happen on earth. And, and you can sing the John Lennon song and hum kumbaya all day long, and it's not going to change it. That's human nature. It don't work. The new world order they're advocating is not new. It's described through the Bible. This, this new world order made its first appearances in the plains of, of Shinar, where Nimrod proposed to build the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11 and 1 through 9. That nine that, that's the first glimpse of a new world order that we see. And its purpose was to cast God out of the affairs of men and defy God's authority on earth. That's what Nimrod and the Tower of Babel was about. You ready? It's going to sound familiar. You can't judge me. Isn't that the buzzword of the generation we live in? You can't judge me. You can't judge me. That's what they were saying. So, Pastor, I think you're being a little extreme there. No, no, no. Because God had judged them, and he flooded the earth, and eight souls survived. And a few generations later, they decide, we're going to build a tower that reaches to the heavens so that God cannot judge us again. When somebody throws that at me, I just, I just automatically realize their biblical IQ is about my shoe size. Because they know nothing. Say, you can't, only God can judge. You're right, and he has. The, that, the, the idea of that scripture is that if you, you can judge and you should judge, just know that when you judge, you will be judged in the same manner. So judge, judge mercifully. Okay? Does that make sense? So when somebody, 
living in sin, knowing they're in sin, and, you, you, you know, you talk about it, you declare something's in, they just say, well, you can't judge. Yeah, I can, and I'm supposed to. Matter of fact, Jesus said, you'll know a tree by the fruit that it bears. Why is Christianity so weak in America? It's because we've let, we've let political correctness get a hold of the church. And we're too afraid to call sin, sin, lest we offend somebody. But sin is still sin. We don't have to be mean about it. We don't have to be cruel about it. But sin is still sin. Right is still right and wrong is still wrong. He is the Lord and he changes not. Sin is still sin. Lying is still a sin. Murder is still a sin. Hatred is still a sin. Adultery is still a sin. Fornication is still a sin. Idol worship is still a sin. Racism is still a sin. Same-sex marriage, homosexuality, it's still a sin. Amen. We can't, we can't say that. Listen, we can say that in love. If you have a family member addicted to heroin, do you just... Act like nothing's wrong? Do you, do you wipe the drool from their face and keep putting their head on the pillow on the front doorstep and act like nothing's wrong? No. You say, you need, you need to get help. What are they going to look at you and do? They're going to go, judge me, don't judge me. I'm judging you. You're going to die. You're going to overdose. Why won't we do that with people in sin? Love them enough to help them. Now, don't go run up to them, put your finger, you sinner, you're going to hell. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't have to qualify everything. But we've got to have enough love of God and understanding of eternity to help people and understand. Good people don't go to heaven. You're not, I will not go to heaven by being a good person. That's not biblical. Jesus said, none is good but God. So how in the world are you going to be good when only one, Jesus, the only one's good is God? Well, they had a good heart. No, they don't. Nobody's got a good heart. The Bible said the heart is deceitfully wicked. If, you, if you're going to give our young people advice and it has anything to do with the following their heart, just shut up. Don't tell young people, just follow your heart. Don't follow your heart. It's wicked. It's deceitfully wicked. Above all, that's what the Bible says. Amen. And, and so they decided we're going to build this tower. So, John, so God cannot judge us again. And this tower will reach the heavens. And the Bible said in Genesis 11 that they were so of one, one accord to do this that they would have done it. And God said, we've got to go confine confound their language and he did and they constructed that great tower of Babel that that's that's why there is such a suppression to preach practical biblical uh, directives from the word in 2022 why because even the church world doesn't want God to judge them but the Bible said let judgment begin in the house of God amen Again, we don't have to be cruel about it. I'm, I'm not talking about beating people over the head with Bibles. We're not talking about that. But we've got to have something biblical we stand for. And we need to be able to call out sin when it is sin. 
And we need to be able to say, do not follow this lifestyle. It is unbiblical. And we need to be able to say, don't follow this system because it is unholy. Amen? The purpose was to cast God out of the affairs of men. The purpose of Babel was to to cast God out of the affairs of men and defy God's authority on earth. It was an occultic structure decorated with the symbols of the zodiac. Let me just pause here and say, I'm just going to throw this in. We don't do zodiac symbols. I was so shocked a, a while back to see a Christian posting their daily horoscope on social media. We don't do that. The Bible strictly forbids it. They say, well, I'm a cancer. I'm a Leo. No, you're, you need to pray through. We don't do that. It's clearly, am I still in the book, y'all? It's clearly in the book. We don't, do, we don't do fortune telling and palm reading. That is the spirit of divination. That's demonic. We don't do that. Amen. We, we need teaching about this every once in a while. Amen. Praise God. Uh, th- these, they were decorated with zodiac uh, uh, symbols. And um, th- the second appearing of the new world order in the word of God was when Satan tempted Jesus in Matthew 4 and 11 through 1 when he said, if you will fall down and worship me, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of this world. Satan has promised, always promised a new world order to anyone that will bow to him and who will worship him. And bowing and worshiping uh, to, G, to, to Satan doesn't mean you get on your knees and go, oh, hell, Satan, I worship. No, no. It's when you obey and follow his directive. Many in the New Age movement today are pursuing a utopian vision of the world. But Satan has a vision also. It's to deceive you on one hand with how wonderful it would all be in this utopia. But in actuality, it is all death and destruction. It sounds good. This, this is a problem we have with, with this generation right now. They're heavy in theory, but they're, they're light in experience. I, I'm just going to be quite honest. And you, you can get mad and think this is political, and that's fine. You can, get, you can get glad in the same shoes you got mad in. The fact that we allow people to openly celebrate communism as a great idea without being shamed blows my mind. Amen. I know Christians that, that came out of communism, but I've never known a Christian to go into it. And let me tell you why. Because it's a demonic spirit. It sounds good. Isn't it funny that the same few, it's just the few people that are wealthy in that. It's the people that put a gun to your head. But that spirit, I, I think I said this a couple years ago because somebody asked me, they said, well, you, you say that communism and socialism, is, it's, it's, it's demonic influence and blah, blah, blah. Do you have any Bible for it? And I prayed. And a couple years, three years ago, I really think God showed me the spirit of Marxism in the Bible. It's all the way back in Genesis. Remember I said this, all the way back in Genesis. When God said, you're going to offer me a sacrifice, you're going to kill an animal and offer sacrifice to me. And Cain said, no, I'll give you some vegetables. 
And then when God kept blessing Abel, Cain got mad because God wouldn't accept his lazy, mediocre loving, effort hating self. So what did he do? He killed his brother because he wasn't willing to do what it took to be blessed of God. And there you go. We are raising a generation that feels that it is right to hate people that have things they don't have. Don't shout me down when I'm teaching good now. We feel, even in the church, it is justified. If somebody has something, it's because they stole it from somebody else. You have the spirit of linen and marks, and it's evil. It's evil. Amen. There's never been a greater killer in all of human history than Marxism. Just look at the 20th century. Hundreds, hundreds of millions were killed in Mao's China. Stalin and Lenin's Russia. Amen. So we're all, it's this utopian idea that Satan did. We're all, we're, matter of fact, the ultimate idea of Marx was, and how come they don't ever teach this in university? Well, I know why they don't. It's the same reason they don't teach the reason why Planned Parenthood was ever started anyway. It would just destroy their agenda. But why don't they ever teach why Marx taught what he taught? Marx was a, number one, Marx was very wealthy. He came from a wealthy family. He was a trust fund baby. He was a rich kid. And he wanted to get his wealth because he wouldn't work like his parents would. It was based in racism, which, by the way, so is Darwinism. If we're going to cancel things, let's cancel things. Let's cancel Darwin's evolution because it was based on racism. Either you're hearing this for the first time or you're really getting mad at me. It was based on racism. It was based on Darwin feeling that he and the European race was above the other races. And that would explain evolution. It wasn't that he didn't believe Anglos came from primates. Well, sorry to disappoint. You spent a lot of money in college and never got told the truth. What do you think Planned Parenthood was all about? You know, Planned Parenthood, the number one abortion provider in the world. You know, Planned Parenthood, Hillary Clinton's favorite person, her hero, Margaret Thatcher, her singer. It was all about wiping out the black, the native, and Latino race in America. And boy, isn't that strategy still at work? Because look what neighborhoods you have to go into to find a Planned Parenthood. Facts are facts, folks. It's a new world agenda. If we're going to tell the truth, let's tell the truth. Let's pull the curtain back and see the truth. These are anti-God. Because the Bible says that God wants to pour his spirit out and his church should be of every ethnicity, every nationality. Every, he does not value one above the other, not bond, nor free, nor Jew, nor Greek, nor male, nor female. That in the eyes of God, we all have value. But Satan has this grandiose idea over here of utopia. But the means by which it will come is death and destruction. I see college kids wearing 
Che Guevara t-shirts all the time, and I want to go, wow, are you serious? A murdering tyrant? Oh, well, I got to stop. Too much truth. It's, I can tell it's overloading. But they had a revolution, yeah, by executing a lot of people. Oh, and by the way, quite a few of them were from the LGBT community that you think needs protection. Amen. Believe, don't take my word for it. Go study this. Because that same spirit is in the new world order. He's going to sell you this idea of it's going to be all great. And we're all going to be in all of this. And, and, and no. Because the only way that they say you can attain it is through death and destruction. Through the cultural revolution of Mao in China. Through Stalin and Lenin in Russia and the Bolsheviks. It was all about executing people that didn't agree with them. And once we got rid of all these people. China went ripping down statues and burning down museums because it represented the past that they had in dynasties for thousands of years past. And the only way they could get their revolution was to kill anything that reminded them of it. Boy, this is starting to sound familiar. The Bible is not the only witness of satanic origins of the New World Order. In, in European history, we find groups like the Illuminati, a secret organization of international power brokers which had its purpose for a worldwide empire. This New World Order movement had its leadership in the higher echelons of Satanists and atheists. The, philosoph- the uh, philosophical heirs of the Illuminati have been at work throughout the history of our own country. Take a dollar bill out of your wallet and look at it. You'll see the origins of the Illuminati or modern-day Masons. Look at it. Because when you turn that dollar bill over in the back, you're going to see the great seal adopted by Congress in 1782. One side of the seal depicts an unfinished pyramid with an all-seeing eye above it. Beneath the pyramid is the Latin phrase, uh, and I'm going to uh, butcher it here, but Novus Ordo Scurlum, which means New World Order. To some, the all-seeing eye represents providence. To others, it represents the ancient god or Arias. The great seal was designed by Charles Thompson, secretary to the Continental Congress, who was a member of the Masonic Order. The symbol of the pyramid had special, meaning to, had special meanings to Masons, even as crystals and pyramid power hold, uh, uh, hold occultic significance for those in the New Age. After World War I, you know, remember, if you study history, it was the war to end all wars. President Woodrow Wilson, probably the most evil president ever in our history, proposed a League of Nations that would enforce a world order. The League of Nations failed to come about, but man's relentless pursuit of one, a one-world government, a world order, continued at full tilt. In the 1930s, Adolf Hitler told the German people he would initiate a new order that would last a thousand years. Instead, he dragged Europe into the bowels of a living hell and turned the streets into rivers of human blood. History shows that the Nazis were occultist and Satanist, and let's not forget they were Marxist. 
The communists pledged a new world order. Theirs was slightly different. They wanted a new world order, a God-hating evil empire that, thank God, has collapsed. I can still remember waking up to the images of the Berlin Wall coming down. Remember, it's always good to them, but it's amazing how many people risk life and limb to get out of these nations. I've still got a standing order. Nobody's ever took me up on it. If you think Marxism is so good, I will give you a free one-way first-class ticket to that nation if you don't come back for 10 years. Nobody wants to go live there. Everybody wants to get out. He dragged Europe into hell. The communists drug the world into a time of war and chaos. All they proved is when you try to box with God, your arms are always too short. They tried to put God out through communism. But there are churches all over Russia today and thousands upon thousands of underground churches in China today. The United Nations and the New World Order now, the United States, seeing this realized in years past, they say we need a new world order. Now, what do you think they mean when they say a new world order? They mean a one world of government. They mean a one world monetary system. Is this okay tonight? I'm not, now listen, last week I sweated and spitted and all that stuff. I'm teaching tonight. Is this okay? Did, did, did you read... Um, or listen, um, that <laughs> you can't even make this stuff up. We're supposedly going to be reaching a new deal with Iran. Do you, do you know who is um, brokering that deal? Russia. Russia and China are right now reaching an agreement with Iran and Saudi Arabia to purchase their oil with the Chinese yen and the Russian ruble rather than the American dollar. You think your gas prices are high now? It'll be five times higher if that happens. And yet we've got people over here going, good, we're such a terrible country, just let it happen. Tell me how that goes when you can't get sip on your latte and get all your Amazon packages. By the way, somebody needs to tell all these people how horrible we are so they'll stop risking life and limb to get here, right? Amen. China and Russia, they're pushing this. You want to know why? They're, they're wanting to go to a cryptocurrency. You want to know why? Because they want to weaken and collapse the dollar. Russia is the declining empire. China is the rising empire. And they both have their crosshairs set on this nation. Say, so what has this got to do with the Bible? It's end time prophecy being fulfilled. They want a one world currency that they control. Say, Pastor, I think that'd be a good. There'll be equity in the world. Do you want to? Do you want to be equally as poor as the people in India? Oh, it sounds good at university. It sounds good there. And why do you think the professors push that idea so much? You want to know why? Because they've never had to work a real job in their life. And they get tenure after five years, 
And they say, well, cancel our student debt. It's not fair. Well, it's not my fault you got student debt. Go back to your professor and ask why they're making $200,000 a year working nine hours a week. They're the one raising the price of college, not us. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make sense. It's a part of a new world order. The new world order is collapse every stability we have and replace it with one where we're all just, I mean, we're going to hold hands and tiptoe through tulips and just whistle and eat lollipops all day. No, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. They want to defile you the dollar. They want to take the dollar out. They want to destroy the monetary system. Listen, the United Nations say we need a new world order, and what do they mean? Listen to Brock Chisholm, who is the director of the UN under uh, Bush. He said uh, of the World Health Organization, and I quote, to achieve one world government, it is necessary to remove from the minds of men their individualism. I'm reading a quote. It is necessary to remove from the minds of men their individualism, their loyalty to their families, their natural, their, their national patriotism, and their religion, end quote. Let, let me read that again. Let me read that again. Brock Chisholm under Bush, the director of the UN World Health Organization, said, to achieve one world government, it is necessary to remove from the minds of men their individualism, their loyalty to their families, their, natural, their national patriotism, and their religion. What are we seeing happen almost 20 years later? People don't have individualism. It's all about the collective. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing? It's about the collective. There, there is no more uh, uh, pride or uh, uh, loyalty to their families. Oh, no, you don't even get married anymore. Just keep having kids. Don't live together. They're accomplishing this from the UN. No national patriotism anymore. Patriotism became a bad word in the last few years. Don't be a patriot. That's, that, that's the worst flag ever, ever in the whole world. Isn't it amazing that the most oppressed people in the world that you claim to care about, when they want freedom, they sing our national anthem and they wave that flag. See how uncomfortable? Isn't it weird that we get uncomfortable celebrating that God's blessed us with the greatest nation on earth? I didn't say perfect, but it is a great nation. This is coming from the UN. It's a strategy. Somebody say New World Order. Just like Nimrod, their objective is to cast God out of the affairs of men and bring in a humanistic world government. If you remember the Persian Gulf War, some of you will still remember that. 1991, January 29, Bush told Congress, quote, what is at stake is more than one small country. It's a big idea. It's a new world order, end quote. Are we hearing right? Did we hear that right? A new world order? The United Nations has been a united nothing since its inception. 
I may, uh, I may offend you when I say this, but I believe in the old slogan, get America out of the UN and get the UN out of America. Think it's a great organization. I've been where they are. You, you read of all the human trafficking that the, that the UN does in these third world countries. They want to destroy the monetary system. I'm talking about a new world order. They want to destroy our monetary system. We're seeing it happen right now. There are four things that must happen before a global government or new world order can come to pass. And I won't be able to, to, to finish all of these. And I'm trying to find a place to land. But the first is there must be destruction of our monetary system. It's got to be a destruction of our mind. And they are working overtime to destroy the monetary system. Most of the American economic problems in our homes, I, I don't believe that they are because necessarily individual. I, I believe they are uh, not even created by market conditions. I believe they are planned and orchestrated to devalue the dollar. Remember quantitative easing during the housing crisis? Remember the quantitative easing? We're going to print more money. You know they never turned that printer off. You know, we just passed a $1.3 trillion spending bill during the highest record inflation that we've had in our lifetime. What do you think adding, where are we getting that $1.3 trillion, Brother Nate? Do we have it in a bank account? Where are, we do, where are we getting that? We're printing it. So we just need to tax the rich people. You don't, then you don't understand economics. You couldn't tax them. You couldn't take all the money that they have and put a dent in that. They just print it. Devalues the currency, devalues the dollar. And when the dollar collapses, the whole economic system of the world collapses. And then you know what they'll say? This is why we need a one world monetary system. They haven't stopped, they haven't stopped printing. Your child is born, your child is born the Cruises just had a beautiful baby boy. That baby boy, thanks to our politicians over the last 30 years, is born with about $100,000 worth of debt before he took his first breath of air. It's just stacking. And it's stacking. It's orchestrated chaos. Orchestrated chaos. The U.S. government and major banks had funneled billions of dollars over the last 30 years to communist tyrants and third world dictators who they knew could not repay that money. We give more money to countries that hate us than we do supporting our own veterans. And I want you to think about that. We're, we'll send more money to a nation that will stone women for driving a car than we will to keep our homeless veterans out from underneath the bridge. Amen? I'm talking about a new world order. Because right now, everybody is hating the system. Do you see how crafty the devil is? I've got to find somewhere to land this, Brother Henderson. This plane is circling the, the, the runway. But it's like, where do I land it? Because I know I'm going to get a lot of texts and I may not respond. Because I'm going to be on airplanes for 23 and a half hours. Do, do you see how hell has strategically manipulated this nation? 
We all hate the system. I'm, I'm trying to find a place to land. I really am. I, y'all have never heard me teach like this on prophecy. And, and we need more of this. Say, Pastor, I need you to preach me happy. If what I've preached in the last four years hadn't made you happy, you're probably never going to be happy. So I need hope. If you don't got hope over the last few weeks of preaching last month, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody, look at, look at how, how divided we are, not just as a country, but as a people. You, you can't even... You can't even whisper your support of a particular candidate. Afraid people are going to come after you. Isn't it amazing? Can I just point out a few things to tell you? If you don't see it as a sham, I don't know how to help you. In, in, in 2016, we were told the last president was elected and it was a fraud. Right? So I told Russia, 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 Russia. Isn't it amazing? Russia elected him. Some people in Albania on Facebook with $25 ads elected him. And then the other side said, that's an old, you can't hijack our democracy. And then all of a sudden, their guy loses and this election was rigged. And then the people who four years ago said the election was rigged are saying, no, this, this democracy can't be hijacked. And the people that said it couldn't be hijacked is now saying it's hijacked. Isn't it funny? You don't see what a scam they're running on you? Huh? Just, I am totally, then you got people out here, hey, look, whatever you do with the vaccine, that's your choice. I've got no Bible to tell you what to do or not to do with the vaccine. I really don't. And don't care to. I don't. You make that choice. You and your doctor in between you and God. I can't tell you what to do, not what to do. But isn't it amazing? When, when Trump pushed that through and then he got the vaccine through, <laughs> man, all the people on the right were like, get the vaccine. Trump got this vaccine. And, and then all, you know, and, 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 and uh, Kamala Harris is going, I'm not taking that vaccine that Trump got. And then as soon as they get elected, everybody needs to take the vaccine that Trump got. And the other people went, I'm not taking that vaccine. All the anti-vaxxers became pro-vaxxers and all the pro-vaxxers became anti It's a scam. It's a scam. It's a new world order. It's right out of hell's playbook. Turn everybody against one another. Get them fighting over gender. Get them fighting over color. Don't get caught up in that stuff. I'm going to say something. If you've got a problem with what I'm going to say, please see me after church. Don't get mad and leave and don't ever come back. I can give you a, but I'm going to tell you, the most racist term I've ever heard is people of color. Because 20 years ago, if you flipped those words around, you know what people of color means? Everybody not white. So you're going to divide the whole planet into people who don't look like this group of people. Let's just hate them. See, when they wear out something, they just try something else. 
See, in the 70s, it was another global ice age coming, and people laughed. There ain't going to be no ice age. Then it was global warming. And then all of a sudden, the polar ice cap started getting bigger, and it, and, and it, didn't, and it didn't flood. You know, Florida is not underwater right now. And you know why these people are lying about this stuff? Leonardo DiCaprio and John Kerry and all these climate, alli- climate alarmists and, and uh, Bill Gates and even, even the former president. Uh, they all say, we don't stop in the next 12 years. The whole earth's going to flood and Florida's going to be underwater. And they're all buying mansions on the beach in Florida. Look, I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. It is a system to get you panicked to buy into their solution. Buy into their solution. Buy into their solution. Buy, their solution is a one world government. It's a one, let's get rid of religion. Religion is the problem. No, religion isn't the problem. False religion is the problem. We got, we got to get rid of borders and we got to get rid of national pride. Ask the Chinese if they're getting rid of national pride. You think they're giving that up? No. We're the only military in the world that's forcing ourselves to become weaker, to appeal to the weakest among us. Don't listen. I know this is some heavy stuff. This is the design of Satan. The only way we're ever going to be all in, in one is if we just all just, it, it don't work. The new world order is an aversion. It's the same old ugly lady in a brand new dress. It's the same spirit that was at the Tower of Babel. Only God's not going to judge us. We're not going to let God judge us. We're going to rise above biblical morality. We're going to rise above the do's and the don'ts of the word of God. It's a new world agenda. Is this okay tonight? That's what he wants. He wants us so divided. So divided. So divided to the point that in the back of my mind, when we put out flags, I even thought, because if we, by law, if you're going to put out flags and display the American flag, by law, you have to display the American flag higher than the others. And I think that's a great thing, except in the state of Texas. The Texas flag and the United States flag can be at the same height because we were the only state that was a nation. So, hallelujah, praise God. That's why when you go to Texas, you see them both at the same height. Praise God. Viva la Tejas, amen. And so, (laughs) praise God. In the back of my mind, I'm, I'm actually thinking, you know what, if we do that, put it in the, it might offend somebody if they see that. And I'm thinking, wait a second, if it offends them, Go to where it don't offend you. Right? If it's that offensive, it's brought you the freedom to be offended. Go to Cuba and ask Castro if you can be offended. Amen. Go go to China and see if you can be offended. Ask the Uyghurs about their offense as they're in slave camps right now. It's a one-world system. And the, uh, listen to me, the only way it can happen is to get you hating me and me hating you. And you against me and me against you and everybody in their camp, right and left, black and white, and, and Democrat, Republican, and this and that, and, 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 and all of these terms that we throw on people. Listen to me. It is a design of the new world order. Russia's invading Ukraine. We're getting closer to the battle of Gog and Magog. 
Folks, the chess pieces are lining up on the board for the end of times. And the church ought not panic. The church ought to get excited. And say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Would you stand with me tonight? I told you I was going to teach tonight. I tried not to even raise my voice. I think I did all right. Jesus is coming soon, folks. Jesus is coming soon. You know what I hope you'll do? I hope and I pray that if God spoke to you anything, that he would spoke, number one, he's coming soon, and he cares about you, and he cares about this world, and it's time to have the greatest harvest of souls we've ever seen. And number two, that you will stop listening and watching those people that are trying to divide you against your fellow believer, countryman, whatever. Because the new world system cannot be put in place until everybody universally hates this system. Twenty sixteen, I heard people say, "I'm sick of this country." That I thought I'd never hear it say it. And then twenty twenty, I heard people that I never thought I'd hear it say, "I'm sick of. We ought to just burn it down and start over again." On both sides, and I went, "If we got so many people that disillusioned, the last great hope of this world is a Holy Ghost filled church in America." Boy, Satan is working overtime. They're preaching. Hate people that don't believe like you. Hate people that don't look like you. There's more hate and racism being preached today in the name of political correctness than than we have seen in modern times. Hate people that don't look like you. Hate people that have more than you. Hate people that, that don't vote like you. Hate people that live better than you. Hate people that live worse than you. Hate people of this color. Hate people of that persuasion. And everybody's doing it. It's a new world order. My question is this. Are we going to succumb to it and fall into it? Or even if we're the last ones, we're going to stand up and hold the banner of righteousness and say, no, we don't believe. We're not bringing that junk into the kingdom of God. We're going to still lift up the banner of his righteousness and the gospel of Jesus Christ and realize this is the time of the end. This is the time of the end. Listen, no president's going to save us. No party's going to save us. What's going to save us is the people of the Lord Jesus Christ coming together and saying we're going to be unified when the world isn't. We're going to be together when the nation isn't. We are going to come together with it. There's only one world order we're looking for, and that is the order of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to be established on this earth. That's it. That's it. dollar's getting weaker. It's by design. Gas prices are going up. It's by design. They told you that. You just didn't believe it. They told you that. You just didn't believe it. It's all, it's all divinely being orchestrated by people who want absolute power and control. But Jesus said, when you see these things come to pass, 
He said, in that time, there shall be wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, diverse diseases. And then he said, but when you see all these things, no, you just look up for your redemption is drawing nigh. Hallelujah. We're getting closer to the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. And as we get closer to the coming of Jesus Christ, we're getting closer to the greatest revival this world has ever seen. Because before Jesus comes back, there is going to be a revival on this earth that will make the book of Acts pale in comparison. There will be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost on this earth like the earth has never known. There will be entire cities converted. Amen. There will be entire nations converted. This is what the Bible says. The glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house and the latter reign will be greater than that of the former reign in other words what happened in the book of Acts was just a small foreshadowing of what was going to happen in the end time church I'm so glad I'm a part of the end time church I'm not going to get we're going to focus on missions we're going to focus on growing the church in Woodland we're going to get focused on planting churches in Yolo County and Solano County we're going to get focused on reaching our families and our neighbors and our communities hallelujah hallelujah amen before we pray and close look at somebody and say don't get distracted tell somebody else don't get distracted do not invest in the lie because there's an agenda but it has never been more prevalent how many believe what I'm saying how many get this tonight it's never been more prevalent than it is right now never never been so obvious than it is right now did you get anything out of this tonight was this okay you mind if I teach on biblical prophecy again sometime good I was going to do it anyway we need to know about these things we need to be aware Paul said I'd have you not ignorant brethren in other words I don't want you to be left in the dark that's what he literally meant I'm going to look to Jesus I'm going to lift my eyes to the hills from which comes my help. I'm going to look to his headlines. I'm not going to look to the world's headlines. I'm, I'm going to look to the good news of this book, not to the news of this world. Boy, I feel good tonight. I feel good in my soul tonight because I know Jesus Christ is in control. Nothing has taken God by surprise. God has divinely orchestrated everything that's happening for one reason, that his church might have the greatest outpouring of his spirit. Hallelujah. God's in control. Amen. Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. Can we just pray to get, can we spend 60 seconds just praying right now, asking God, open our understanding tonight that we might know, that we might see, that we might understand, oh God, the times that we live in, that we are living in the time of the end. We are living nearest to the coming of the return of your kingdom to this earth, oh God. I pray that you would make us ready, oh God. I pray you would make us aware of the time and knowing that it is high time to awaken out of our sleep, oh God. I pray right now that the church 
church would wake up like never before and realize to not get caught in the political game, to not get caught in, up in the political correctness or the agenda of the Antichrist and the New World Order. Oh God, but that we would get caught up in being about the Father's business, that we would be caught up in planting and reaping, that we would be caught up in investing and expanding your kingdom in this city and around the world. I pray right now, God, you would stir the heart of every backslider that knows your word, that knows that we're living in the time of the end, oh God. I pray right now for each member of this awesome church family, God. I pray you'd give them the strength to not fear in this hour, oh God. As the tempest of this world rages, God, give us strength to stand firm upon your word that you are absolutely in control. And God, whether the dollar rises or falls, whether Wall Street gets stronger or it collapses, whether there's global World World War III or there's global pestilence or not or everything returns to normal. God, give us the strength to know that you are in control of everything and that everything's going to be all right with your people. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Can we thank the Lord right now? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is in control. He's in control. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.